Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Starting this series today, and um, let me say this ahead of time. So we are starting this series, but it's going to be different this year. Uh, this is what I mean. As much as we can, we will make it interactive. Everyone in this room, you've had, if you are single, you had the things that you need to do. Well, people still to go ahead and make mistake. If you are married, you know. There is no scripture in our marriage that you do not know. But when the argument hits, the scriptures jump out of the windows. So, this month, this month, we are trusting for grace. We make it as interactive as possible uh, so that the Bible says it's not the hearers of the word who is blessed, but the doers. Uh, our joy is that the word of God prospers. Uh, the word of God helps us to uh, live our lives. I, I know that what God has in mind is that we, we use you and I uh, to build a model home in our generation. I, I like to read out as we start out. Uh, this morning, um, the family unit, that's the title for today. But I want to read out statistics to us. Presently in our world, I, the one I got on Nigeria, I will read it too. But presently in our world, there are countries that when people get married, uh, they have predicted the divorce rate. So on top of my list here is Portugal, 94%. Yeah, yeah. So as people are getting married in Portugal, it's, it's, it's not prophecy. Over time, they realize that such marriages, 94% of it end up in divorce. Spain, 85%. Luxembourg, 79. Russia, 73. Ukraine, 70. Finland, 55. Cuba, 55. Belgium, 53. France, 51. Sweden, 50. Netherlands, 48. Canada, 47. South Korea, 46. Denmark 46, Italy 46, USA 45, China 44, Australia 43, UK 41, New Zealand 41, Germany 38, Japan 35, Holland 33, Colombia 30, Turkey 25, Brazil 21, Mexico, <coughs> excuse me, 17, Egypt, 17, South Africa, 17, Iran, 14, Tajikistan, 10, Vietnam, 7, India, 11%. Did you notice anything? What did you notice? Can we have microphone, please? What did you notice? What did you notice? Let's just pick one or two 
uh, Bill, if you want to please contribute, yeah. I want you to please take note of this. That's why I say as much as possible, we want to learn. The highest divorce rate is in Europe. Yeah. Europe. Okay. In that part of the world, that's where we have the countries with the highest divorce rates. Okay. At least that's what the data shows. So in spite of their civilization, in spite of economic growth and things that are happening, um, that's, that's, that's what we notice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I please. noticed the religious countries are lower in divorce rates. Yeah. Um, if you look at Mexico and places where uh, Catholics seems to be a strong and even you see some of the Islamic nation uh, because of the value that is placed on the family unit, the divorce rate is low. Any other person? For the first time, Nigeria didn't make the list on something, <laughs> on something negative. Don't, 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 don't be too... Don't be too... <laughs> don't be too... Don't be too... Um, Okay. Any other one? Go ahead. Two more. Two more, please. Yeah, the I like someone said Europe has the highest rate. Yeah. But I was thinking of their population also. Does it um I was telling my husband that I was expecting US to be number one on that list. But when he now said that consider forty five percent of three hundred million. So you can imagine what forty five percent of 300 million people will be compared to Portugal, who is not up to, I don't think Portugal is up to 100 million. So, so um, the percentage may be high, but the number of people I think affected is low. So, but, and for the Islamic nation, I was telling my husband also that they have opportunities of marrying four wives. So, oh. yeah. So, Islamic nation, okay. their religion permits okay. them to marry four wives. So if they are ple unpleased with one wife, they don't need to divorce. They just go marry another wife. So okay. the divorce rate may be low. Okay. You know. Okay. When you consider when you consider their religion and all. Okay. Any other person? Let me take one more. One more. Just one more. Okay. What I notice is that um, countries with good economic prospects, Canada, Spain. Finland, they have high rates of divorce compared to those countries that are struggling. Okay. So, um, so let's come back home. Okay. Please, let's take. Okay. Oh, you are around. Okay. I, I put you on spot all through this series. You and your team. Uh, that's Mrs. Jumoke Biodukuti. She's the one who is coordinating Praise our God. family matters ministry. Let me finish now. Let me. No, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You. Uh, so I'll put your you and your whole team on the spot. In fact, I will bring you up here so that we can all interact over this series. Not today. Uh, yes, ma'am. So just um, in reference to what um, Ethel said. So 45% means that for every 10 people, four people are getting divorced. So really the population, if you want to now know how many people got divorced, the population would matter. But if you are saying, for example, I don't know which country is 94%, Portugal, it means that every, when 10 people get married, 9.4 9 will divorce. So it's not, I mean, the population really doesn't, um, it's just that when you now count the number of people that divorced in Portugal, as against the number of people that divorced in USA, you may say, ah, 100 million people divorced in USA, but only 10 million in Portugal. But the rate is still, is still alarming. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, secondly, yeah. for me, the, it's, when you look, we, we identify that the European states um, the divorce rates are higher. I, I'm more likely to, t and then the Islamic states, I'm more likely to um, tie to stigmatization 
the European states, to a large extent, when it comes to divorce, if we're going to be frank, the, the less patriarchal that country is, you will probably find that the divorce rates will be higher. Because women in those countries suddenly seem, they know I can have a voice, and nobody's going to castigate me for it. But in Iran, if you're a single divorced woman, it's going to be tough for you. So you may find women suffering and smiling in a marriage in Iran, but in, in the US, they probably won't take what they won't. In fact, you could be beating a woman in Iran and she'll stay because she doesn't, she doesn't want to go out there. So for the Islamic nations, I don't want us to look at it and say, oh, it's because of their, no. A lot of times they're just silent, but they are divorced inside the marriages. But for the European countries, the women, they feel like, hey, they're, they're, uh, I won't be stigmatized. Um, there's a place for me out there. Most of the divorces that don't happen, a lot of them are as, as a result of women not knowing what they can do if they leave that marriage. Okay. So, just my take. Okay. So, um, let's let's continue. So, I'm going to talk now. Uh, back home, I want you to please listen. Uh, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I I can give you statistics by states. Uh, so. Uh, people are we people are beginning to get worried about our own situation here. here. Um, globally, there has been an alarming increase in divorce rates. News reports, social media posts, uh, some announced there, some just gossip about it. But here, um, with interaction with the court, the divorce rate though not as high as European society yet, is on the increase. Uh, a report by the Nigerian Journal of Sociology and Anthropology uh, confirmed this. And uh, the report says that Niger Valley area of Sokoto State, there has been an increase in the divorce rate ranging from 11 to 20% since 1979. Um, it's still low among the Yorubas. It's between 4.5 Yoruba of Southwest. And then, um, according to 2006 National Population Census data, I said 2006, so um, years are over it. Over 700,000 Nigerians were divorced. Those whose records were taken, uh, 230,000 males and 474 females. Uh, according to 2018 data, um, many people are separated. 70% uh, of women and 57% of men are separated. And then uh, people living with partner has also increased. Um, literally, as we speak, Kano State is the largest number, where you find the largest number of divorcees in Nigeria. Kano State. Uh, and then it's been found out that many people are not divorced but they are living in the same house, but living separate lives. What is more worrisome now is the divorce increase among young marriages. And then what you find out in most courts is irreconcilable differences. Uh, in March 2022, the president of one of the customary courts had to flag these red signs that they are beginning to get worried that young couples, when they say young couples from one month to two years, uh, they, are, they use the word reckless. And so what is being advocated right now is that people should get adequate counseling before they even get married. That's for us here. Um, 
So presently, the average length of marriage in Nigeria is 12.2 years. So it means people divorce across board. Young couples, older couples. Where what has been found out is many young people are getting married just to satisfy their sexual desires. So all of them, I mean, the people who these were conducted, they are crazy in love at first sight. But once they get married, after a few months, they begin to they begin to so you have complained that they don't see uh, they don't think they are ready for marriage in the first place uh, they don't think about the tick and thin uh, and then in Nigeria abuse has increased uh, domestic violence is on the and then it has according to uh, the COVID was what really brought some of these statistics out. So, uh, this morning, and then, okay, let, let me say this. In Nigeria, uh, people are not divorced. They said infidelity has increased among the working elite. I just want to, so that we can lay a good foundation, let me see. Uh, and then in Nigeria, many people are not married, so they have what they call pre, is it contractual agreement? So they are living in, as living in couples and all that. So they are still, they are not committed to each other. Okay. Let me just... Um, lay this foundation this morning and then subsequently what we will do I will bring more statistics for us to, to look at. Like I said earlier on it's not so much about uh, the regulars that we teach about marriage. We still teach them but it's likely um, it's more like how do we manage assisting homes and then through this series, uh, because life do happen if you are divorced, how do you get, if you are going to get married again, how can you make the new marriage better and work? Those are the things we want to address. If you are a single parent, how do you also manage? Uh, I was at the wedding on Thursday. Uh, the person was re getting married again. And so somebody saw my photograph and said, why are you encouraging sin? I responded, you know, the Bible says, answer a fool. But the next verse says, answer not a fool. So I decided to respond to that person. And I said that, before you judge people, please know their story. You don't just judge people. Uh, and there are things that you don't say from the pulpit. Because you sew clothes specifically for people and based on their own circumstances. So, life happens to people, but please, it's very bad. It's very bad. I will appreciate during this series, if you are divorced and you want to talk about it, we'll bring you up. Here, what happened? How did it happen? What is your experience like? Uh, if you are a single parent, how are you coping? What happened? We want to bring you up so that you can encourage people. I'm not afraid to do that. If you want to also proceed, because you see, it's been known that people divorce once, they have the tendency to divorce three times over. So there are things you need to know, you need to understand. So uh, basically, I believe God wants us to prosper in our, in our homes. God wants us to build a family uh, that a godly family that will inspire people in our generation. Uh, God wants us to set the pace 
So the family unit has a special place in the heart of God. So Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4, let me just share briefly. And if I can still have time to take one or two questions, I will this morning. It said, for every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Every house. Can we have it rendered in other translations? Every house. Now, for of course, every house is built and furnished. So I want you to please take note of it. Marriage is like a house. So you build the house, you build it, and you furnish it. But the builder of all things, so that means if you are not building with the material of the builder, there is tendency for us not to build according to that pattern. It's a builder of all things, and the furnisher of the center entire equipment of all things is who? God. Elder, let's read one. It says, for every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. One more. Every house is built by someone, but God is the designer and the builder of all things. I love that. God is the designer and the builder. Another one says, God is the builder and the furnisher. So the family unit has a special place in the heart of God. As we run through this series, please understand a marriage is not a product of any culture or tradition or civilization. Before culture, tradition, civilization began, God was the one who instituted marriage. And it's for one thing, for the benefit and welfare of mankind. From that one man's seed, Adam, he gave him, he created him in his own image, in his own likeness. He gave him dominion. So it was God's prerogative in Genesis 2.18 that it is not good that this man will be alone or should be alone. He said, I will make him a helper. Other translations render him someone comparable to him, someone in the same class with him. I will make him a helper. I will make someone who is adaptable to the purpose that I have given him as a man created in my image and in my likeness. So the family unit has a special place. God put premium on the family institution. And that's why we can't we can't um, run it outside him. We can't run outside him. A good flight has a pilot with a flight plan. Nobody just enters and says, I'm taking off. That the, air, the, the atmosphere is, is an expanse area. I can fly anyhow. No. There is a pilot. There is a flight plan. There is also a flight engineer who gives instruction. You fly by instructions. You don't fly by skill. You fly by, skill is important, but you fly by instructions. There is a plane running at 33,000, another one at 38,000. They can be flying in the same direction. There is one running at 25. So you fly by instruction. You don't say, oh, I love the engine of this A380. I want to take it to 50,000. We may not find you. <laughs> so God put premium on the family institution since the beginning of time. As a matter of fact, God is interested in family that even when the first man sinned, he made a plan of redemption because God always wants a family. We are redeemed into the family of God, isn't it? So God desires a family. Even those who have the natural parent in Psalm 68, verses 5 to 6, he said he set the solid trees in families. So God put premium on the family unit. And then brothers and sisters, please understand that it is a privilege for you to be married. 
It is a privilege for you to wanting to get married. So God put a premium in redeemed man to have a family. So the blessing of God, if you study the scripture, is always on a man and his family. The blessing of God is always on a man and his family. God's original idea for man is for him to build a successful family to impact his society or environment positively. That was what he did for Adam. He created things. He knew that this thing that he created, he needed a steward, a manager. So he put man in charge. And he realized, it's called the garden. He realized that this work, this man can accomplish it alone. That's why years later, Solomon wrote, two are better than one. They have a good reward for their labor. So God is the one who started the family institution. He put a blessing on a man. When he called out Abraham, he said, I will bless you, Genesis 23, and I will make your name great and you will become a blessing. So the blessing of God is always on a man and his family. Our world system is currently experiencing diverse social issues, no doubt. And these diverse social issues is impacting on the family units. Some of the statistics that I wrote, in countries where people naturally flock together in communities, the divorce rates are lower. I understand 50, 60 years ago, when people, they hear that someone wants to divorce, the whole community rally ran to resolve whatever issue. So, where people, India, all these places, where those one even intermarry, they, they do due diligence. So, there is a sense of accountability but for us, our due diligence is in the word of God. Our due diligence is that we want to live under the authority of God. We want to run with his blessing and with his pattern for marriages. So there are many social issues. We probably get into it. It's not a concern, but we need to understand how it works. I mean, I have videos now of people in LGBTQ community who are regretting whatever they are, they are action in terms of transgendering. Because, you see, we can't alter the order of God and prosper from it. That's, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. We can't help God to define marriage. That's the truth. That's the truth. We can, it's just like your child. Your child, who is still three, four, five years old, God is ancient of day. But your child, who is still three, four, five years, is teaching you how to drive. And say, this is the modern day. This is AIH. No. My child can't teach me how to drive. And you know, like we all do when we are young, we drive cars with our mouth. So, we can't run without God concerning this family thing. So we know things are happening globally. Family unit is being impacted. There are seeds of insecurity, doubt, fear of the unknown. I can decide to be Jane in the morning and Ayo in the afternoon and Stephanie at night. And in my dream, I can become John. That's confusion of the highest order. It doesn't work that way. And in the name of inclusion, people are committing suicide at our watch just because we don't want to say that. This is confusion. So we know. But you see, marriage is something. It's a gift from God. Believers, non-believers, partake of these benefits. Marriage is good. But marriage is largely headed by spiritual principles. Everyone builds, but ultimately in our test, the one who helps to build is God. Is God. Is God. I mean, yesterday, 
We had to go somewhere. And in the car, we were arguing. He said, Pastor, yes, everybody who is married, tell, ask them. It's degree of argument that differ. So we were reasoning together. Let me put it mindly. <laughs> and she said to me, this is, I said, no, I'm not going to accept that. She said, this is, and when I said, when I landed, I want to land a statement. The Holy Spirit says, don't. See this one that I'm preaching about it is because I've been so my body was scratching me. He said, No, listen. And after I listened to what she said, I've gathered the ammunition, I want to respond. He said, Apologize. I said, ah. <laughs> It takes it takes the Holy Ghost. I'm saying it now, jokingly. We are all smiling. But it took the Holy Ghost. You know, I control that piece of my mind. Yeah. And the thing may not have been cleared on this morning. It's still lingering. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> the same affliction happened to your bread in all over the world. We disagree to agree. That's the beauty of life. If what I like is what she likes, our marriage will become boring. There must be a point of difference. That point of difference, we must not allow the devil to take, it's at least Satan take advantage of us. Because the advantage is 133, Psalm 133, is that how good and lovely when brethren can dwell together in unity. It means the enemy of our soul doesn't want unity. So believers and non-believers, we partake or is partaking of this benefit. But this thing called marriage is largely hated by spiritual principle. Why? Marriage is God's idea. He is the altar. Marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is 100-100% commitment. You are either in or you are not. Marriage is not partnership. Marriage is covenant. Every good partnership arrangement has exit strategy. But marriage is not like that. So this is the kingdom perspective. Marriage is not conditional. If you do this, then I will do this. No, you must learn to play your role. We will get into it shortly by God's grace. I don't want to come back to it, so let me just. So marriage is God's idea. It is good. It is a court, court, court covenant between God, who is the author, man and woman. Not man and man. Not woman and woman. No woman and somebody who is who's not sure whether it's man or woman. See, these are social issues. And if we are saying this is what God says, they say we don't have a sense of inclusion. I don't want to be included in confusion. I'm not homophobic. No. And there are generations of those who sleep with animals, who marry to dog, who marry to dog. It's confusion. So, marriage is cutting of covenant. And see, when you cut covenant, you lay aside your selfish desire. You lay aside your right. So, we cut covenant with the one that we love, we can count on, the one we appreciate, the one we honor, and the one we respect. Young girls, if you are not going to respect that guy, don't say yes to him. 
to honor him. You, I read something shortly. Can you give me 10 minutes more? So give me 10 minutes. Half to my 7 minutes. So that I don't rush this. So, God instituted marriage. I'm not saying the one that the states, states, nations have. That's just sits right. You know, you can, here is good. It's still very good. There is control. Some places in America, you can do driving. And then when you are driving out, you have marriage certificates. Within five minutes, you are married. And you can drive back and say you are not married again. I mean, in my own little experience from what we do here, I've seen three weeks. Yeah, so it's, it's home. It's not, I'm not talking about American statistics. I've seen one month. And we can have all the excuses to be the reason. Everyone who is divorced has a reason. And it's treated on that merit. church is quiet. We are not talking about money. We are talking about marriage. So God instituted marriage to be a covenant relationship between himself, the greater one, and then the couple. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. So, when they do covenant, it's a greater one who initiated with a weaker one. Because the, the greater one has the power, has the resources. So in the, in, in the day-to-day living, so a village with limited population, we, I mean, if a town has resources, they cut covenant with that village. That, hey, you are here. Anytime there is war, you are our brother. You are part of us. And in the natural they caught it. This is how they do it in African tradition. Living, we happened to go to that living store and they were explaining this. You cut the wrist. Two heads. The one who is stronger, the one who is weaker. They use razor or whatever. They cut their wrist. So they have a cup of wine. So it, it's, they do like this. So the blood flows into that wine. And then they cross their hands. To drink. And what breaks that covenant is that. So you don't betray that person. So when two people are married, it's greater than, I love you, I love, you don't love me, it's greater than, you know, <clears throat> Jim okay, we know this. You know, I've, I've dealt with some couple. They are fighting over biscuit. Ah, you are saying, ah. And somebody said they covered their biscuit, and the person who opened the jar, the biscuit has become soft, and they don't talk for themselves for two days. Covenant means life. Eh? It means my life is mixed with yours. My weakness is mixed with yours. My strength is weak with yours. If you are from outside Lagos, there is what is called the black soap. They don't have soap cover. So they use, immediately after you use, you use leaf to wrap it. It gets to a point by reason of usage. You can't separate the leaf. You even use the leaf and the soap. You use it to buy. That's how covenant in marriage works. My life is missed. So marriage is never a man's idea and should not be treated such. Marriage doesn't originate from anybody's culture. Marriage came into being before any form of civilization. Genesis 2.18. Now, God says it is not good. And what is not good is not good. He said the Lord said it is not good that the man should be alone. He didn't say the man should be lonely. Or he was lonely. No, he's alone. That man needs help. How many of us men, please, 
I don't mean to insult you. We, a lot of us men can be nabah, nabah, foolishness. But God brings, what's that woman's name? A happy girl into your life. He said, Kilomon, this one that I have by my side is not a big girl. Ah, it's you who didn't create that enabling environment. And that's what this series will help us to also do. There are things we need to understand. So, marriage is also built to last between two imperfect people who is daily learning to live in God's perfection. All of us in this room, let me see whether I want to do deliverance service. Who is perfect here? Can I see your hand? Otherwise, we will cast the demon out. So we are all work in progress. What people call married life is the daily renewal of their covenant to each other. Saying, my life is yours. Your life is mine. My weakness is yours. He said, bone of my bones, place of strength, flesh of my flesh, place of weakness. Please, marriage is never intended to be transactional. I know a whole lot of that is on now. It's not transaction. No. Please also, as I begin to wrap this up for today, Abuse in whatever form of fashion is not accepted. Is not to be tolerated. Violence is a no-no for the believer. It's a no-no. We will talk about violence. What are the things that instigate it? It's better you go for anger management therapy session, which some of it is that when you are angry, just go and be punching the wall. You punch the wall so the bruises will remind you. I want to leave us with two things today. Marriage. In Genesis 2, 18 to 19, Genesis 20, 20, verse 20, 18 to 19, let's read. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Verse 19, he said, out of the ground of the Lord God, he formed every beast of the field, every vault of the hair, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever he did call them, each living creature, that was his name. So the man was walking, walking. The man was what? Can I have an amen? amen? If men are not responding, can all the women help me to retreat that? The man must be what? Walking. Can we have it one more time? The man must be what? Walking. That's it. <laughs> I'm planning on something. Go and plan for it. I will show you a scripture. It said, Go to the feed. Establish your work. Make it fit for yourself. Then marry a wife. That's kingdom. Whatever any woman is helping you to carry is just playing a role. She's a helper. She's not a director. These are kingdom things. So, two things I want to leave you with. If you read uh, 20 to 25, let's read 20 to 25 of that Genesis 2. It says, So, Adam gave names to all the cattle. He was the first zoologist to the birds, to the beasts. Adam found not found a helper comparable to him. So, you can't marry an animal. It's stupidity for somebody to say he wants to marry an God in the first order, there was nobody. All the things God accepted, he found no one. Adam himself found no one. You know, I can't be in my right mind now that I say, I want to marry. Malo, fe, pe, pe, yeah. 
Pepe here means duck. But you see these stupid things on social media. And then we wear white gown for Pepe here. And a priest that is not in his right mind, because of what the state says, is joining a man and Pepe here. Verse 21. There was no fun. He said, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed off the flesh. So the thing you must understand, women are refined. They were not created from the raw material of the earth. They were not, God did not form another thing. So every man, hmm, no matter how you think he's ugly, if he's productive, is a candidate to be married. To be married to. I'm giving you for young ladies. If you are looking for six pack, then the rib which the Lord God has taken from man, he made into woman and he brought. So it's like God took out of the man to complete the man. So God didn't take out of another man. And Adam said, you know the interesting thing? It was Adam, if you read that verse, and that's why a lot of us don't take this sin. If you read it, it was Adam. So what God does, God doesn't give you a wife technically like that. He parades the prospect. You made your choice. He who finds a wife, finds a good thing. And, and does what? <laughs> so women are epitome of favor. And they make themselves through the ornament of their heart findable. But the man has to find. I know there are funny things going on on the social media. Strategic positioning. <laughs> See, let me tell you something today. Hey, I'm a father. The way the man's mind works is like a hunter. That's why hunter go into the bush to go and find their own bed. That's why it's called bush meat. If any hunter kill anything around the house, they don't value it. So, don't do strategic position into your detriment. I know these things they teach them. is subtle in the body of Christ. He who finds a wife. You know your strategic positioning. Hmm? You know what it is? Be a good woman. The Bible talks about ornament of heart. Don't be rude. And don't be snobbish. <laughs> don't go where people are. You are not going to... God is not bringing a husband to you in your bedroom. So just be switching. I mean, a man who is a man, a man who is a man knows what he wants. Again, quarry message. I don't want to get into what um, I want to say. So, Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called. Who did that? It was Adam. Who named? Who named the woman? <laughs> so if I say she's a witch, it means I am a what? So I successfully made a wish. She shall be called woman because she was taken out. So it was revelation. So a man when he sees and he knows. And especially if that man has had relationship with his maker, who has given him assignment, it's very easy for him to see. The Bible talked about Isaac. He was just meditating in the field. Then he saw a caravan coming. When he sighted Rebecca, uh-uh. Verse 24 and 25. 24 and 25, let's go. He said, therefore, a man, a man, not a boy, not mommy boy, a man, a man, he can make judgment, a man, he can handle responsibility, a man, he can care for himself, so he can, is ready to care for another human being. A man is ready to accept 
the product that someone has trained, a woman, they've prepared her. A man shall live. Shall live. Shall live. Shall live. You know women live. Very easy. They change their name. That's the first sign. And they shall become what? One flesh. And they were both naked. The man and his. So he was the one. His. His. Not our. You know, those, those are the traditions you need to break. Our wife. Our wife. So, what is it? One minute more. I'll finish this. So, two things. For the man, eh? you know, the Christian man, what you need to pursue? Love. 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 I didn't say loss. Love. Love. You see, all those arguments about I am the head. You are just saying your prof in school. He's telling you every class, I'm the prof. He's not the prof. <laughs> He's not. What makes someone a head today? Do you look at my head. I keep saying this every time, but it's the best illustration. Where do I have the pairs of my eyes? Here. It means, no, this is my head. I, I'm not confused. This is my head. Eh? So I have my pairs of eyes. Power of vision. Ability to see. That's what makes a man. Ability to see. I have my nose. Discernment. 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 Not foolishness. Discernment. A wise man foresees evil and hides himself. The foolish one just goes on and they are destroyed. That's where my mouth is. Prophetic declaration. This is my space. That's where my brain is. Speech center. Coordination. This is where we are going. This is how we will get there. It's not that my wife should be asking me, so where are we going? No. I, I'm speaking to us, fellow men. This is the reason why you find, you, you say your wife is not submitted. They can't see vision. They can't see that you can hear. They are even encouraging you to pray. No. No. So, my highest power of vision, my nose, discernment, my mouth, prophetic declaration, my brain, the speech center, my ears. It gives me the ears of the learned. I know what to do. I hear Isaiah 30, 21, a voice behind my ears saying, for this family, this is the way to go and we walk in it. So, for a man, if a woman can see direction, if he can see vision, if she can see leadership, if she can see that you are in charge, then submission, that's the thing for man love, the woman what? Submission. What is submission? It's very simple. I know that we are going from Lagos to Ibadan today. So I sit in the driver's seat. So everyone who rides with me, my wife is there. Who is the helper, the stabilizer? Correct. So she's there to say, you said we are going to Ibadan. This is Sijebode. Are we still going to Ibadan today? She's not taking the driver's seat. And then the children are there as our co-travelers because they are heritage of the Lord. We have a duty of care to ourselves and to God to lead them in the way and admonition of the Lord. So, love, that posture is what makes the man the head. That posture. You know, the man has the capacity to give seed. So the woman also has the capacity to receive. So this is what happens most times. A woman receives a seed and she has the ability to multiply it. So if I throw a seed that does not work, I'm not talking about bearing children only now. I throw a seed of words, I will reap 
Because women are more baba than men. I know some men can, can be. But if I say one, there are some women, if you say one, you just put them on that lane. What about women? So women multiply seed. So if you want trouble, give a woman a bad seed. You see it much. So what is submission? Please, women, understand. Not to every man, but your own husband. Your own. Your own. Your own. So you can see me as your pastor. I'm not saying kneel for me. But hey, the way, the Bible says, when you do it, you are doing it as unto the law. It said, not to men, but your own husband. You are to support, not to nag. You are to be the helper, not the director. You are to honor and respect, not in competition, not, but to compliment. Please, when we focus on our roles, I just put it like that for today. But when we focus on our role, a Christian husband, primary and main responsibility is love. You love God, and then you love the ones that he has entrusted to you, your wife and your kids. You love God, and then you love your family. That's why he says, if you will not provide, not just money now, if you not provide that love, we are worse than an unbeliever. The people do not know God. You see, when we focus on that role, the role, I mean, if I love, if I provide leadership, if I provide direction, it's very easy for her to say, I will follow this man. I am confident that if he says we are going to battle, we will get there. I am confident if we are making a decision that I can trust his sense of judgment. But we see what has happened that the marriage institution is, is a situation where people are uncoordinated. So the man goes this way, the woman goes that way and the Bible says a house divided against itself, it shall not stand. I don't know who has had me here this morning but the truth is that please, I don't want you to leave this service and sense that with my heart. You may be divorced as we speak. You may be separated as we speak. What I want you to do is to begin to appraise. 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 Is there a way out? And if there is no way out, and you still want to give marriage a shot, it's for you to now know the kingdom way to do things. The Bible says one of the... the I said the Bible. One of the men, wise men, says that one of the definitions of insanity is to continue wanting to do things the same way and expecting a different result. We will talk about many things. I think after next week, Sunday, uh, we are landing. So, Jumoke, get ready. We are landing on the family of origin. How these things just impact our lives, impact our outcome, where people lay Bible aside completely and then follow in my place, in my family. No, we can't. As kingdom people, we can't do that. The word of God is the ultimate thing. It will help us to manage conflict. It will help us to manage our lives. You see, if I say in my family, in my family, if you are like me, I look at those uncles. There is nothing to write home about. So I'd rather not take their cancer. I mean, I can't go to someone now who has four wives and be taking marriage cancer from that person. I can't. Kilo first off. It can't work. It will never work. It's not a cause. It will never work. Because he will speak from his own. I mean, there's someone who told me something. He was experiencing violence. She was experiencing violence in their marriage. So she went to this person for counseling, who happened to be a pastor. And the pastor was saying, ah, you have to submit, you have to do that. And the pastor's wife, after the pastor went into the bathroom, called, don't answer him. He beats me. So, that's it. That's the thing. So that was the last time she went there for counseling. Because what else do you expect? What else? You can't give what you don't have. But I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that God will use you and I 
to build stable home for this generation to look at. God will use you, and even if you have story, you've given shots about marriage and it hasn't really worked, God will rewrite your story. And the house or the stone the builders have rejected will become the head cornerstone. May the Lord bless and keep all of us, cause his face to shine upon us, give us peace, multiply these words in our hands. Where we need to make adjustment, we receive the help of the Holy Spirit. This week is a week of blessing, a week of divine favor. This month, light will shine out of every darkness. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. God bless you. Have a lovely week. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.